0: Went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just so later that year, after that uh, playoff loss hole at the U.S. Open, you go to the Safeway Classic at Columbia Edgewater in Portland, where you win by one over Yong Yang and Kim Sakey.
1: How can you not love Portland at that time of year? It's always near, um, it's always, I think, in September. You know, the, the weather's always perfect, and yeah. the golf course is always in good shape. Right, The greens are just pure, and um, that was a lot of fun. There was a whole bunch of people um, all around the lead going into Sunday. I remember going to dinner with Julie and Kari Webb, and we were all right there, um, either one shot back, one to two shots back, and I couldn't tell you who was leading. But um, I kind of changed up my game plan out there with my caddy, and I took a more – it's funny how I remember this, I took a more aggressive play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually that golf course, you don't you don't have to be too, you have to keep it in the fairway, but I just, you know, I told Dan, I my wedges are usually pretty good. I just want to start ripping my driver and having the shorter, shorter irons shot, in yeah. and yeah. yeah. And it totally, mm-hmm. um, I, I never, never usually do that. Never kind of, I usually just go play the golf course. Like we know how to play. And I just, I changed it up a little bit and I prevailed. So it was fun. Yeah, and they still play. They still play Columbia Edge Waters. So I've got a lot of good memories there. It's it's a fun golf course to play. Um. So well, let's yeah.
0: go, let's go down to Mexico then pick up that next win. So that was at the Mastercard Classic two thousand nine, and uh, that was the final playing of that event.
1: Yes, and um, to be able to, it was the number you know it was Yanni Sang and Lorena coming down the stretch. And I, I, I made a birdie on 18, you know, like Mike, like you were saying, you remember these little things. I remember, um, I won't say the caddy's name. It was, um, it wasn't, it was Yanni's caddy. I want to say, I can't remember who he was catting for, but walked right in my line on 18 oh, and yeah. he felt so bad. I said, it's, it's fine. You're fine. <laughs> And sure enough, I knocked in this, you know, whatever, 15 footer for birdie and ended up beating, you know, the 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 number one player in the world right. yeah, and yeah. Lorena Ochoa, who was, they were like one and two yeah. and the pride of, of Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it was, um, that felt really good to know that I can do that, you know, coming down the stretch and. And being able to, to win like that, it was one of my better feelings, you know, just to know that I just beat the number one and two player in the world, Yeah. you know, and, and this this is, I love this game. This is why I'm doing it, right, yeah. is to have these these opportunities. And, and then when you do do it, oh my goodness, it's, it's the best thing in the world.
0: And, you know, you probably walked off that green. You're still fairly young. You're in good shape. And you're thinking, I'm just going to keep on winning.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was, as time went on, um, it was starting to get harder, yeah. you know, just with, um, uh, with the kids w- mentally, you know, are you being a good mom? You know, should I be home more? Should I be, you know, the kids are starting school, you know, and, and now I'm not with them, tw- you know, 24 seven, like I was before. Right. And so, um, you, you just start doubting yourself on, Oh my God, should I, should I keep playing or should I be, you know, should I be home at mom, you know, be a mom, yeah. what should I do? Yeah. Right. And, but again, going back to saying that they don't know any better. They, this is what mom does. And so, you know, you just have to keep reminding yourself, this is, this is what they would want me to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, but it's hard. You start getting these little doubts in your mind as, as the older you get and the more, um, experiences you go through, you start you start thinking, you know, am I doing the right thing? Should I be out here playing? So, every time when you do play well, it makes you it, it makes you feel so much better yeah. when you do play well.
0: Yeah. And, and by the way, it wasn't just your kids, and Bruce Bruce can relate to this from his experience too. <laughs> yeah. It's those other darn kids that are coming out on tour every year. Yeah.
1: Yes, and they're getting better, and they're getting younger, and they're they're yeah. running circles around you now, and you're like, oh. Can I do this? But um
2: And they're hitting it further.
1: Right. And it's like, uh, oh, yeah. Trying to keep up. But they're they're trying to keep up with us too. Yeah. We yeah. gotta turn That's around true. right. Yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. So And you know, they're they're bombing it, but they still gotta learn to get the ball in the hole and shoot a score, don't right.
1: they? Right. Right. True. So true.
0: Yeah. So uh bridge the gap between uh victory number six in two thousand nine and then you deciding to sort of just wind down your regular play on the LPGA tour. And then we'll come back and talk Solheim and some other things.
1: Yeah. So again, you know, um, health-wise was kind of starting to get, um, started getting, um, I should say, more sick um, as time went on. And um, I can't remember what year I had my surgery,
0: Probably 2012, Um, I think. Uh, You might have missed the second half of that season.
1: Yes, that's when it was. Yeah, that's exactly when it was. And um, starting early in that year, um, I remember I was in in, – so I had a lot of – I don't know if they even knew what I I had, but um, turned into a lot of diverticulitis and – and so I had it everywhere. I had it going in my colon, going up and around and down. And they just didn't know what, to, you know, I was, too, I was young and usually people are my age it, it doesn't start when they're 17, 16, 17 years old. So, um, doctors didn't know what to do. And finally that year in March, um, I get a call, I was in, i just started playing. We were we were in San Diego, and I get this call from my doctor at in Arizona, and she says, "I think it's time to, to have surgery." And I'm thinking,
3: hmm.
1: seriously? Why? Um, no, I'm just starting. You know, I'm like, uh, okay. I said, "And what's the downtime?" And I can't remember what she said. And I get off the phone, and again, Julie was in the car, and she says, "What was that?" And I said, "My doctor says that she thinks it's time for me to have surgery." And Julie goes, Oh, why don't why don't you why don't you get a second opinion? Come to Stanford, get a second opinion. And sure enough, I said, okay, just how am I gonna do that? Right. I mean, that's easy to do. So she says, you know, I've got one of my one of my good friends, Liz, um, you know, works as a is a, a nurse there, and she says, Why don't you just why don't we see if Liz can set you up with some? So she set me up with a um, intestinal oncology, intestinal doctor. Um, She she sent me two names and I, she, she told me about both of them. So set up an appointment, went to go see him, flew in, Julie picks me up, takes me to the, to Stanford hospital and drops me off. (laughs) She goes to get parking and Liz comes over and Liz says to Julie, basically like, how come you're not in the room with her? And Julie goes, I'm not going in the room with her. You know, she's, she's fine. And Liz goes, no, you need to be in the room with her because she's only going to listen to what she wants to hear. So I come walking out and, and they said, oh, so what, you know, what the doctor say? I said, no surgery. And so Liz says, okay, yeah, what else he you say? I said, I, I don't know, no no surgery. <laughs> and she's like, and looks at Julie and she goes, that's what I'm talking about. She just wants to hear what she wants to hear and that's it. Mm-hmm. So didn't have surgery whatever year that was. And um he, he just basically said at the time if you start going through some more episodes, takes he gave me some medicine, um, access to medicine and to fly home. So sure enough, you know, it, it would come and go and I started having more episodes and I was in Singapore and um Jeff was with me. This is you know, it was, it was I had let my caddy go because I didn't know how much more I was going to play. Cause I wasn't, was not feeling well. And so I just let her go. So Jeff came over with me to um, Thailand and Singapore and I'm in Singapore. And sure enough, I go through another episode. I have the medicine and on the bottle, it says um, you can rupture your Achilles um, by taking the medicine and, pl- and being in um, Warm weather. Mm. And I'm like, okay, how, you know, I, I don't know anything about medicine. I, I just kind of go about my business. So I call, you know, I have my doctor here. Of course, I have him on, on my cell phone. I call him up and I said, okay, this medicine says this. And he says, was well, there a, a physician um, there? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I would go see him and just see. I said, all I want to know is I'm not going to die. And I'll go to the I'll go to the hospital after I get done playing. I ca- I came over here to play golf, mm-hmm. and he says, "Okay, he goes, that's fine." He goes, "Talk to the talk to the doctor there and see what he says." Sure enough, went there. They I had to withdraw, and they sent me to the hospital. And as soon as I got to the hospital, they said, "Okay, we set up sur- um, uh, we set it, uh, yeah, set up a time for surgery." I'm like, "No, no, no." I'm in Singapore. I'm not going to have surgery. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm fine. And I said, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. You know, I'm going to go to the the hotel and I'm going to go grab a bite to eat and go to the hotel and I'll be back. And the doctor says, you you can go grab a bite to eat, but I need you to be here. And he says, and I think he knew what I wanted to do. And maybe because of what we were talking about, but he's like, you cannot get on a plane you cannot do this. Well, sure enough, I got on a plane, came home and that freaked out. And, and mind you, looking back, I probably should have never done that. Um, <laughs> my doctor freaked out and just said, you know what, you need to go to the specialist again and figure out what, what to do. So went to the specialist. He, he said, Liz came with me and my husband. And he says, Liz asked him, you know, if this was your wife, what would you tell her? Cause it, it, at the time, I wasn't going through any any episodes, but he said that um, if this was my wife, it's an elective surgery as of right now. But if if something happens and something bursts, it can be, you know, an, an emergency surgery, and that can be worse. And what we do is just cut of cut you open and, and kind of go in there and, and do what we have to do. He was right now; we can just go in and, and remove. So I had my whole I have my colon removed. And he says, we can go in and do that and, um, and you'll be, you know, everything will be fine. Okay. Well, what's the downtime a year to year and a half? Well, there's my career,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? I'm, I'm, it's like, I, I can't come back and compete with these young girls after. And, and he's saying that, you know, it's a year, year, a year to year and a half, but you always have, uh, you know, times where you're not feeling good and you just, and you have to tell people, I can't go and do this, or I can't, you know, I'm tired, I just want to be at home, or whatever. So anyways, and and again, I hardly ever talk about this. Like, no one knew. No. Julie knew. Just the closest people to me knew. Um, my caddy knew, because I had to, you know, she knew when I was going through these episodes. But anyways, so, um, you know, Julie calls, and she says, okay, so you, you never call me back. And I said, we just got in the car. And she said, well, what would the doctor say? And I said, you know what? I, I just don't want to talk about it right now. And she, I said, let me call you when I get home. Cause you know, everything's going through my head. I'm done. This yeah, is my career. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: My, my doctor's tell me my career is over. Um, I, I don't care. I'll play bad golf. I just want to keep playing. Right. Yeah. And so, um, she called up Liz and obviously Liz told her something. She calls me right back. She goes, you're a ticking time bomb. You need to do this. And I said, okay, listen to what you're saying. If someone told you when you're feeling okay, that your career's over? How would you, how? Mm-hmm. What would you you know? What would you do? I said it's very it's a it's a hard decision. So I ended up um, since it was um, elective, I ended up. I, if I was going to retire, I wanted to retire after playing the U.S. Open, and that's what I did. Mm. So played Black Wolf Run. You know, I didn't really practice or or get ready for the you know the ever since then. You know, it was like my career was basically over in my mind. So I didn't really practice and play much other than just going through the, the motions yeah. and wanted to finish at the U.S. Open. Yeah. And so that was what I did. And, um, but I came back, I actually had the surgery, everything went well, quality of life is so much better now. And I, I did come back and I started you know, playing a little bit more and then mom, you know, mom got sick and then that was time for me to be home.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: but, um, that was a big time in my life where it was, it was, a tough decision, but needed to be done. Yeah, and so and like I said, now quality of life is so much better.
0: Yeah, and uh, you mentioned playing at Black Wolf Run. You had some good memories of playing there in nineteen ninety eight because you you yeah. had a pretty good finish there, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I think I fin—I don't know—finished top five. I don't yeah, know what you, I finished, you were, but you were
0: fourth. That's when uh, Sari Pack fourth. had that uh, playoff with Jenny.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I played, but you know, played well there, and and that was a lot of fun. So. Was you know glad that I was able to. I I mean, I played more after that, but I felt like my career pretty much ended about you know ended at the Open that year.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So one thing Bruce is going to ask you about, and that's your playoff record. Yeah.
1: Oh, that zero and four. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to ask you a question
2: though about playoffs. Okay. You are the 84th person that we've uh, spoken to. Yeah. What do you think all of your great players records are in playoffs? hear that? That's
3: the sound of
2: a walk-off albatross, a two on a par five to win a two-day golf tournament. That shot happened to me, one in 600 million odds. Since then, people call me Albie. Now, I've told this story so often, my friends can't take it. I'm pretty sure my wife, next time I tell her, she's going to leave me. So I decided to start a podcast to tell the entire world about it because it deserves it. It's the craziest shot you've never heard of. And guess what? There's tons more stories like this all around golf. And that's what our podcast is all about. Join me and my fellow degenerates, Panda and Shepard as we dive into them. Insane bets, crazy what-if scenarios, and all the you-had-to-be-there type moments in golf. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Did I tell you about Malbatross? Oh, God, that's
1: so hard to... S- I don't know. I know what mine is. Yeah, I'm 0
2: We know yours <laughs> is 0 for 4, but surprisingly yeah. enough, the all of the great champions have a losing record in playoffs. Oh, seriously. Forty-three yeah, percent, right, uh, right, Mike? I think we're yeah. at yeah. So yeah. So uh, so just well, it goes sure to show didn't how help much that. you you did. You just you taking that number down, Pat. <laughs> I did.
3: <laughs> All
0: right, so I'll, I'll share a couple of things to make you feel better, Ben Crenshaw. Yeah, zero and eight. Oh well, I you know what I feel
1: pretty darn good yeah, now.
0: Yeah, You feel better, right? <laughs> Guess how many playoff losses Kathy Whitworth has?
1: Yes. Oh, well, she won eighty-eight times. I I don't know. Twenty. Oh my goodness! Her record amazing.
0: was eight and twenty in playoffs. Greatest wow. woman player maybe ever. Yeah. Eight and twenty. So you can't yeah. feel too bad. Wow. No. As we've always talked about those playoffs, you know, did you finish an hour before the field, and now you got to go back and play? It's just a crapshoot, yeah. kind of, isn't it? It
3: is. Uh,
1: right. Yeah. And you know, like I said, the 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 U.S. Open one is one that I'll never forget. Right. And it was just, it wasn't even, it didn't even feel like we were in a, in a tournament. Um, but the other ones, it was just, just one thing, you know, it it was, I don't know. I can't, I can't put the, you know, my finger on it. Why, what I, you know, like when I got done, it was, you know, I had, I had things in my head with other losses than the ones that I lost in the playoff. You know, I mean, the ones I lost in the playoff, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I should have done this or I should have done that. Yeah. There was tournaments where I where I would say you, you felt like you know where you lost it. Yep. But in playoffs, I had no idea.
3: Yeah.
1: No, no idea. Yeah. You yeah. know, so like you said, there's so many different things that, you know, when you would go out and play, you know, and, and I, like I lost at tour championship one year. Um, I think it was. Could it, could it have been Annika at tour it, championship
0: it was, it was, and it, Lopez? It was 97 and Annika won with a par on the third extra hole. Mm-hmm.
1: And Lopez was in the, in the. Uh,
0: Lori, Kane so it was was Lopez. A, Lori Kane was in that one.
1: And not, it was Lopez there. Was it four way playoff?
0: Uh, well, uh, Wikipedia never lies, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the 1997 tour championship and it shows yeah. opponents in the playoff being Lori Kane and. And Annika.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I, I remember like playing there and oh am making this have the best. I mean, I don't know if it's a letdown that you don't win outright. Like I, I remember playing, I played well. I don't know if you, if you have the stat on what I shot that last round, but I remember making a, a ton of birdies and just, Oh my goodness, the, the people that were out following and, and how loud they were and how much you know, we're in Vegas. Everyone's having fun in <laughs> yeah. Vegas, right? And um, you know, and then all of a sudden you go into the playoff and it's just it was again different, like quiet and not, you know, the there's no you know what, there's no momentum is what it is, yeah. it feels like, right? Yeah. And and you just start out and it you're just starting out. So yeah. I don't know. I wish I would know I wish I can can pinpoint it, but You know, it's over and done now. Yeah, well, let's talk
0: about something. uh, Oh,
1: and four. Let's talk about something (laughs)
0: with much better memories, and that's your experiences at the Solheim Cup, where as a player, you were 10-7-3. That's a pretty solid record. Yeah, sure is.
1: Yeah, I had, um, you know, early on, I had um, Kelly Robbins was my partner in a lot of the matches, and um, as we got older, and she she was kind of not playing as much, then they start putting me with others that not that I did not enjoy playing with the others, but I was super comfortable playing with Kelly.
3: Um,
1: But I I think that the fact that I can play with so many different players that they put me with these, with the players. And so it wasn't very consistent after that, but playing with Kelly, uh, we we just had the best time. We uh, both hit it fairly long. She, I don't, I don't, Cut it anymore. I used to cut the ball like off the tee, and she used to draw draw the ball off the tee, and it was we just were a really good um,
3: team, team. Mm. Uh,
1: partnership, and so that was a lot of fun. And there's just the memories that you make at Solheim, you, you don't make it anywhere else. And again, I I think I said this earlier um, that nothing's more fun than playing on a team in an individual sport. Yeah. And to ha- to know that you're not only playing for yourself, you're playing for your caddy, you're playing for your captain, you're playing for the team, your teammate right next to you, you're playing for your country. Yeah. And, and nothing's better than that. And, and it's just, oh my goodness, walking up to that first tee. And it's happened, I, not with me, but you do, you feel like you want to puke. You know, it's just,
3: <laughs> the, the, it, it's
1: As I said it, as when I was the captain, I said, it's, it's electrifying walking up to that first tee and, you know, all the people around and the songs that they're singing and that the people and it's, it's, nothing's better than playing in Solheim Cup. It makes, it makes every other event that you play, you know, every other tournament so much smaller and easier to play because you're, you're on the biggest stage of your life at Solheim Cup.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can probably give them breathing exercises just to get them <laughs> calm themselves before that first T shot, right?
1: Right, right. Well, I tried to, you know, you know with Julie as when she was the captain and I was her assistant um and then when I became the the captain, I just tried to not focus on how you're going to feel walking up to that first tee because y- y- you'll experience it, I guarantee that,
2: <laughs> regardless of what you say, huh?
1: Yes, I just I just want you to not think about it and just go play golf, right? And and enjoy the moment, because it, you don't get to do this very often, and it's it's a blast.
2: So you were assistant captain in uh, fifteen, two thousand fifteen, two thousand seventeen, oh. two thousand nineteen, and then you were the captain uh, at Inverness, right?
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. In twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. So, I learned from the best. Um, again, you know, was on scholarship as Julie would say, yeah, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but I learned from her and she, you know, her as a captain was just, you know, and, and to be able to be under her, um, taught me a lot and we did, um, things differently. We did it like Paul is, Ezz- Paul Ezzinger did when he was the captain and how he did the pot system. And, um, it was, it was interesting. It was, you know, done by personality. You know, everybody has their own, um, uh, own way of, of doing of how they want to captain a team. And, um, I thought that coming from the, you know, as as a player and then as, as an assistant, and then as the captain, I really feel that, um, as a player, you know, you'd be out there playing and, the captain would come up to you and say, Hey, just want to let you know you're in the afternoon round too. And, you know, so we find out when we're out there playing and I just, you know, when Julie brought that up about the pod system, I thought, you know, I I feel that um, knowing who you're going to be playing, you know, potentially being paired with, um, you know, you're going to be paired with one of the the three Um, knowing, you know, when you're going to play, and what format you're going to play.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I just think, and, and no one kind of trying to put your pods together with like-minded, like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I felt like that, that was huge. Right. Yep. So I, I played in a cup and I just go off my experience. I played in, in one Solheim and I remember being out, it was the best, it was best ball. And, um, so it was four balls. So we were playing, and I was playing okay, but my partner wasn't playing that that great. And I felt like I felt like she was quitting on me. And here you worked two years to make this team, and she's out there throwing up a tee, going, okay, who's gonna tee off first on this hole? And I'm like, what in, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You get your head into the ball game, let's play some golf. Yeah. And <laughs> and again, finding out You know, later on, like when Julie, when Julie uh, was the captain, we had um, a lady that was helping us and she came in and she totally nailed it with each one of our personalities. And, and it made sense where the girl that I was playing with, that's the way that she handles um, herself and to try and just kind of ease herself. With me, I'm like, no, get, get your get your ass in the bogging. I'm, <laughs> I'm playing some golf, <laughs> I'm
3: not, you know,
1: and I've worked way too hard to give up. But she was in her mind; she's not giving up. Yeah, yeah. And so, I thought when you know it, it was just very interesting when when and I can't think of her name that came in and helped us when she talked about that. And I'm like, you know what? I had this situation where I didn't understand. You know why she was doing what she was doing, and so to put the the, the girls into pots with like mindedness, you know it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, and um, and so I, I learned a lot, and the the Solheim Cup is just a blast, and you know even to this day. The girl that's throwing up the tea—we're really close. It's just different ways of handling um, the situation,
3: yeah, yeah. you know,
1: and, and how she would handle it is different than I would handle it. And as long as we understand each other, then it's okay, yep, yep. right? And um, but playing, playing in in team play—I I mean, it's it's the best. And playing for your country—the red, white, and blue—you can't beat it.
0: Had to be interesting, captaining the team uh, uh, during what amounted <laughs> to be the first Solheim Cup contested during COVID.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was super, super hard. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so. I wish I had another opportunity, just because I felt a little cheated. But thank God I had the three, the three times before with Julie. I think if it was my, f- you know, if it was my f- um, only Solheim, I would have really felt cheated and not because um, we didn't get to do. You know, I felt like that the girls didn't get all of me. And I didn't get all of them, yeah. right? Um, just because we couldn't. I mean, you, there was, you know, I'd, I'd go to tournaments, and I have to get, to, you know, not only me, but the players would have to get tested before you leave your house, and then make sure you're you're negative. Then once you get to site, you have to you have to test before you do anything, and then you couldn't do anything with the players. Like you couldn't no, no dinner, can't be in the same car. You can, I mean, it was it was crazy, and. Um, So it was just, it was super hard to get close to the players as I felt like I was with, as an assistant captain, I was, I felt closer to a lot more of those players than I was when I was the captain, just because of the timing of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So who would have imagined 33 years ago at that first Solheim at Lake Nona in 1990, what this event was to become?
3: Mm.
1: Right. I mean, it's, yeah, crazy yeah it's it's it is it's i I can't it, the term is just unbelievable and it's so much fun and the vision that that Carson had right and the the support that he gave um not only for that event but to the l p j tour back at that time yeah I mean he not only supported that event but he supported i once say four other events um just to keep the tour going yep. right yeah. but um Solheim was you know the 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 dream that he had and the vision that him and him and Luis had was. Um, I'm glad that it's still going.
0: Yep, and you know we've talked a lot. This you know this goes back long before you talking about David Foster and Colgate Paul Molliv and how important right. those entities mm-hmm. and that person was to the tour back when uh, the uh,
1: and Dinah.
3: the Dinah Dinah got
0: mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. They st- totally, they started playing for some real money.
1: Right, right, and I mean. Even back, I mean, when I first started playing Dinah as an amateur, I mean, the players that would play in the pro-am, I, I mean, they, I have more autograph balls <laughs> and, and stuff signed from, you know, because I would only get autographs if I played with the person, um, you know, whether it was football, baseball, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And I have more, more uh, balls and, and memorabilia signed from from Dinah than anywhere
0: else yeah that's great 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 experiences so, yeah uh-huh. so you had, you had some other team experiences we'll touch on before we uh, kind of wrap up you you had a chance for a couple of years to play in the World Cup uh, down in South Africa uh, first year was in 2007 you finished second to, uh, to Paraguay with Julie Ingster as your partner and then uh, uh, the Philippines I think won at the second year you were playing with Julie uh, down in down in South Africa
1: yeah, we played, um, I, I couldn't tell you who won, but I know that um, the first year we played pretty well. Um, it was a lot of fun. We, this is, you know, that was a tournament where uh, the top American got to invite another, um, another American. And Julie had walked up to me, you know, I'll never forget it It was in the lunchroom and she walked up to me and says, you know, would you be interested in playing the, the, the world cup with me? And does a bear yeah. do I have to say it? Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, we know the rest of <laughs> and that. I'm one. like yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm there. I don't I don't I, I didn't even ask her when the tournament was or anything. I'm there. Yes. You know, if you want me to play as your partner, of course I'll play. And I think that had that jump started um, our friendship and how close we, we are. And we just from then on we were we've been inseparable and we um we just had the best time, That's you know, we, we went over there, did stuff that, um, you know, both our husbands went, both of our caddies went and they're pretty close. And we did stuff the second year that I, you know, again, don't know how to swim, <laughs> I'm scared of heights. And we did, you know, after we got done, we did the parasailing sailing mm-hmm. and stuff. like I mean, just wow. things that, you know, and it's just bonding, right? It's, it's all about bonding. And, um, we just had the best time. And again, I don't know how we finished that second year, but I know that, you know, it was, we, we just had the best time over there. Um, we went on a safari, we saw the big, is it eight, seven, eight, all in one, one, um, go. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun. I mean, we just, we, it was again, something that, um, You know, there's a lot of good memories
0: there. Yeah. You know, we've had a chance to talk to a lot of players about their experiences with their worldwide travel. And uh, this may be before your time, I'm not sure, but we talked a lot about Japan
1: Yeah. and the bus (laughs)
0: rides in Japan.
1: Yeah. And what happens in Japan stays in Japan.
0: Not necessarily,
2: (laughs) uh, evidently. (laughs) Although some of it (laughs) has leaked out. (laughs) Uh
1: Uh-oh. Well, you you probably won't get much from me, but I know that we've – You know, I went over early in my career. Um, Again, as I start getting more not feeling as well as I did and having to be on bus rides just didn't go well with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, but I went over early and, yeah, Japan was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the the trips to Japan. You you know, no matter where you go, um, you know, even Korea, no, no matter where you go, anytime you go out of the country, it seems like the tour just gets closer because you have to have each other. Right. You're, you're in a, in an unfamiliar spot. And so I think it just feels like you you totally bond and you may all of a sudden become friends with someone that you never even spoke to. And now you have to be over there for a week. You're taking the buses, you're eating together. I mean, you're not, you're all sitting together. And so there was a lot of um, there's a lot of good memories and a lot of friendships that were made,
3: yeah. right? Yeah. And
1: yeah. and um, I just traveling the world and traveling um, on tour was it has been so much fun to me, you know. And, and now, being the homebody that I am, I can't sit still and I have to be gone all the time. So it's <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy what it can do to you.
0: Well, speaking about being gone, uh, you're still playing a little bit these days. I saw you, of course, at the. USGA, uh, US Seniors Women's Open down uh, out in Portland. Uh, I think you show up at some legends events as well, so uh, that's mm-hmm. got to be fun just reconnecting with some of the ladies you played with.
1: Yeah, definitely. I love I love getting out there with the with the you know everybody that a lot of times that I looked up to, right? You mm-hmm. know, um, and it's a lot of fun. Everyone swings the same. We just don't hit it as far. Right.
3: Um,
1: get a little, little, little nervous with the hands, a little bit on the putting. But overall, it's a lot of fun to be with. And it's fun just to be out there and, again, competing, right? I wish I can do it more. Um, and maybe as time goes on, as, you know, we're, we're just going to keep getting older. But as time goes on, hopefully we'll get more tournaments and we can play more. Yeah. yeah. So
0: Well, I hope that comes to pass. Uh, so before yeah. I let you go – we always finish up by asking our guests three questions.
1: Okay. Oh, Softballs. I
0: always defer <laughs> to my senior Old partner,
2: partner.
1: <laughs> to ask the
2: first question. So Bruce
1: Uh-oh. Okay.
2: So if uh let's go back when you first come oh. out, right? to start to play. Okay. If you knew then what you know now, what would you do differently?
1: Oh, I don't know if I would do much differently. Not drink as much, I guess, as as time went on. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I would probably practice more. Okay. Um, out there, I didn't practice. I mean, I practiced, but I practiced more when I got home. You know, yeah. I, um, I I don't know. Did, was I talking to you yesterday, Mike? About like I get out there and I start talking on the range, and so <laughs> I'm better off going out either early or late and getting my work done, you know, it's more time management, um, you know, and so I think I would, um, not, I would try not to talk as much on the range and get my work done. Um, go. and I, and as time went on, I kind of learned that, right. Like I said, then I start going out either early or late. Yeah. And so, um, yep, yeah, that's probably what I would do.
0: Okay. All right. We're going to give you one career Mulligan. Where do you take it?
1: Oh, Well, we we talked about this. The U.S. Open, I think I would take it. Um, You know, just any shot coming down the stretch. I mean, coming down the stretch was fine, but anywhere to make up one shot yeah, is what, you know, and that that would have been the U.S. Open. And and to have that victory would have been just icing on the cake for my career. Can
0: you think of one shot in particular that went astray that maybe you'd like to have that swing over? Uh, Or a putt maybe? No, No?
1: not – no, you know what, coming down the stretch, I made the putt on 18, 17, Annika had bogeyed. Um, I can't, you know, we're going, back so, we're going back quite a ways. And so um, never, you know, it wasn't close. I didn't feel like it was that close in the playoff. So it, it had to have been, you know, I would have to make up that one shot somewhere
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, back nine, early in the back nine. Yep. Not and was even you know, wouldn't it have been late because I don't remember seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Um,
2: so Fair enough. Okay, last question, you ready?
1: oh, yeah.
2: How would you like for Pathurst to be remembered?
1: Oh, I, I just as a mom, um a good person who and like like said, I want to grow the game and you know, this game has given me everything right? And so I want people to remember me as the person, you know, that, that helped grow the game, right? And and not, you know, I've had my, my ups and downs, but I want people to remember the good times.
2: And you're still growing the game. And both Mike and I want to say what a pleasure it has been to have you on the show today. We wish you all the best of luck and thank you again for all your time today, Pat.
1: Thanks, guys. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and like Mike said yesterday, when he said 90 minutes to, to 120, I thought he was out of his mind. And I think we're at, at 120. So it was great. It was a nice 120 minutes to be with you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of For the Good of the Game. And please, wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple and Spotify, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, spread the word and tell your friends. Until we tee it up again, for the good of the game, so long, everybody. Whack down the fairway It went smack down the fairway Then it started to slice just a smidge
2: off line It headed for two, but it bounced off nine My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay Here's it went straight down the middle quite away